This episode is sponsored by Codecast and Showcase. When is the last time you listened to a podcast about web development, web design, and small business and didn't fall asleep? Yes, we cover web development, web design, and small business, but like actual human beings with personalities. If you're a beginner, we're not going to talk over your head. It's more like asking your buddy for help. We have guests, we have fun, and let me tell you, these two can get off on a tangent. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to HTML All The Things Podcast. This is Matt Lawrence and Mike Curran. That's right, everybody. We are back, and this is episode 160, Women in Tech with Alexandria. I'm Matt, that's Mike, and this week we'll be talking to Alex about her journey in tech. Now, if this sounds interesting to you and you want to support the show, you can go check us out on that Patreon, leave a review or rating on your podcast app, join us in our Discord server, share this with your friends. And today we'll be talking to, like we just said, Alex, who dove headfirst into the tech world. She is a cybersecurity major that has taken tech Twitter by storm. She has a lot of insight into what challenges women and people of color face in the tech community. And she also brings some great advice and some ways to push yourself and the entire community forward. Let's cut to that interview right now. Okay, everyone, we have Alex on the line here. And as we always do, as we always start all our calls with Alex, how's it going? What's up? How's your COVID life going? And just what have you been working on? Uh, This year has been an interesting year. As of today, I'm doing pretty good. It's really sunny here where I am. So that's good for the past summer I've been I've been doing so much to be honest uh I've been just trying to figure out my career choices that I'll make in the future because I am a senior right now in college and that's honestly what I've really just been working on yeah awesome uh thanks for that thanks for coming on the show Alex uh just for everyone's sake uh, Alex and I kind of connected on Twitter uh she was blowing up on there and posting some really, really <laughs> useful content for JavaScript at first. And then I think now she's kind of shifting over to cybersecurity and stuff like that, but I'll let her tell it. So why don't you give us kind of like your base? Why, why did you choose the tech industry and your journey into tech? Because I know you've, uh, you're have you in college, but you've also had some internships. So you've been working in the industry a little bit as well. And you've also obviously done a lot of the social social media aspect of it. So that's a whole other thing. Yeah, so uh, it's quite a bit of a long story, but I'll start with uh, my exposure being so limited in high school, which is really one of the reasons that uh, drove me to just get into tech. In high school, I really didn't have any exposure to any type of tech other than, you know, a basic laptop, searching on the internet, very simple stuff. I did actually learn about HTML and CSS by making Tumblr websites. That's not something I think I've mentioned on my Twitter before. But yeah, I used to make websites on Tumblr, but I didn't think anything of it. I thought it was just something really nifty that I can do for fun. I never knew what front end was or anything like that. So then graduation time comes around. I'm like, oh, I need to get into college because I don't know what else I'm going to (laughs) do. So I I figured, you know, cybersecurity was a topic that came up. And that was for me searching uh, on my own, actually. I didn't have anyone tell me about cybersecurity. Career day in high school was extremely simple. It was like, you want to be a policeman, a firefighter, (laughs) you want to go to technical school, just a very limited opportunities. 
And I realized I, I want to go to college because uh, having a degree in the IT field is still extremely valuable. And I really didn't know what else I wanted to go into. So I said, okay, let me go to college. And I actually got into a university that's local to me and decided to study cybersecurity and digital forensics. And as for experience, I have had a, a couple of internships. I was lucky enough to get an internship at a cybersecurity firm my sophomore year of college, which is like a rarity because I didn't have any skills, y'all. I just knew how to network. And that was the thing that was going for me at the moment. I figured I can pick up the skills later. And so I spent about a year there, actually. Everyone was extremely nice. I learned so much. I, in fact, I learned far more than I ever did in one semester of college with just being actually in the field. And right now, I am a information security analyst at a uh, information security analyst intern at a big bank in my town. They, they are worldwide, but they're pretty well known in my city. Wow. That's awesome. I think like it, it's very similar. Like It's not exactly like our path, but it is pretty similar where uh, for me, especially I also was like doubling around with sites like GeoCities. I don't know if you've ever used that, but it's essentially, no. yeah, exactly. So you just kind of build up a site with, Really, really basic. Uh, I think it was just like a graphic editor. I can't even remember. Like it was so long ago. But anyway, I I was enjoying that. I didn't even know Tumblr could you could build websites on Tumblr. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it was it was interesting for me. Uh, I I I forgot where I even learned it. I think I was just picking up stuff on my own because I was already on the computer all the time. Yeah, I fully understand that. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting that we had kind of a similar path all the way around the world, different different people completely. But as like with us, like Matt and I, especially, uh, we were in the tech, we were in the tech trade and all through college, I went through university in the tech. And honestly, our breakdown of, let's say, just male to female ratio was terrible. Like, I mean, okay. the word is probably, I don't even know, 90%, 90-10, no, it's, that's, that's generous, probably 95 percent male throughout all mm-hmm. of my technical classes and I, I think matt as well yeah i would say so, that it, because we had a like just to be clear we had a some shared courses with other uh other programs and so like the the, the ratio there was definitely different uh, mostly male dominated but certainly different for our computer yeah. classes i think we maybe were well, i think we i think we may have had like two two women in there and that was it i think Wow. Yeah, it was a very big disproportion. And because of that, we had a very, we had no experience (laughs) with the women in tech, in the tech industry, like literally zero experience. So that's why I wanted to make sure to kind of bring that experience into tech and for for all of our listeners, because we have a lot of listeners that are mostly male, like just we know our demographic. Uh, it's mostly male, but we do have a, a significant percentage, much more than our college percentage of female listeners and mostly people that are just getting into the industry. So I want to make sure that, first of all, we give a broad perspective on all our topics, uh, right? I want to make sure that our podcast listeners get different sides of the of the coin as much as we can, because it's not one dimensional. Uh, there is other stuff out there. There's other people out there. There's other di- like there is a lot of diversity in our field. And the more diversity, in my opinion, the better. We're going to have a, a whole episode on diversity in the future. I'm already kind of planning it. But this is kind of yeah. more focused on the women in tech side. So I want to just kind of throw it to you and ask you, like, 
as a woman in tech, what are the challenges you've experienced? I know this is kind of a difficult question, but just want to give it to you. It's like, um, I don't know if that would even call it difficult because it's more of like a, it's a reality for me. And like you were saying, like the, the number of women being in your class is so little, like not much has changed in my city. Uh, for example, my city is predominantly black, but our university is not. Many of our universities are not. So for me, I was I was literally the only queer black woman in my class. Like there were no other black women that I knew and currently know that are studying cybersecurity and digital forensics. I'm literally the only one that I know. So it was that and also not having that prior experience in tech. And that's what I really want to applaud you guys on is opening up the platform and recognizing that we have this really large gap in tech where we say we need diversity, but in, in companies say, oh, we want diversity. Well, I need to, you know, see, I need to see some action on it. So I want to say thank you guys for um, having me on your platform and allowing me to talk about this because we don't really get the chance to talk about it as much. And, and those are one of the things, just having a conversation is the, the basic thing that it could really open the door for someone like me. And that's the, that's the simplest challenge that I've really experienced is just opening up the floor and allowing uh, other people to come into tech. And, you know, this gatekeeping, it really it really makes it difficult for people like me to come into tech. There was no, growing up, there was no Steve Jobs for me, if that makes sense. There was no Black woman that I knew that I could look up to that was in cybersecurity and digital forensics. And this isn't to say they don't exist because they do. We are in the field. We are out there. It's the fact that that representation is is something that's been a challenge for me growing up and still is today as an adult, is being able to see yourself in the field and see someone who says, hey, you know, your story, I'm just like you. And that's extremely important. Absolutely, honestly. And again, thank you for coming on and telling your story as well. It's definitely a two-sided thing here. But uh, as you were going through and as you were making that decision to jump into tech, did it like did the fact that there was pretty much no one that you could look up to play into that decision or were you so set on the tech industry that you didn't even care at that time that was that's an interesting thing that i didn't mention in my backstory my dad actually was into tech and went to university he never got to finish because he couldn't afford to he had to take care of his family he was the one to get me into tech. I always used to complain to him. I was like, dad, there is no one that's like me. I don't know if I can do this. Should I even do this? But no, this man, a black man uh, that basically pulled himself out of poverty and tried to go into university. He was like, you know, it was extremely difficult for me to try to do this. But, you know, you have the opportunity and I really want you to take it. That person you keep talking about, you want to see, that needs to be you. You should be a pioneer. And, you know, in the past, you know, decades, we have had so many women that have become pioneers for, for me to look up to. You know, that doesn't stop. That never stops. You have to keep making that change and that push. And that was one of the things my dad stressed to me. So honestly, if I had to choose a role model for, for being in tech, that's for someone in tech that's not even in tech, it would have been my dad, uh, a man that pushed me to, you know, be that pioneer that goes into the field. 
Yeah, absolutely. That makes <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. And it's a very similar story to even myself because like that I went into the tech field because of my parents as well. So thank you to our parents. Uh, yes. <laughs> but like, again, I'm, I'm assuming that if you didn't have your dad, it would be really difficult to get in there. So it's, it's really good that people are out there talking about it. And I think, again, it's one of those things that I want to get out there. Now, I know people listening to this podcast are already at least on the edge of getting into tech, right? So it's important to hear all the different perspectives and make sure that, you know, like, yes, there is, there, there are not a lot of women, but there are, they are there and they're very, very prominent. Like there's some really, really amazing women in tech right now. Uh, and you can definitely get in and all, all the different diversity, diversity spectrum can get in. There's no gatekeeping as of right now, but in terms of that on social media, I wanted to get into that a little bit with you. How mm-hmm. has that been as a woman in tech? Because I know at least I've seen and we've talked about there are some kind of crazy stuff that goes on <laughs> in social media where people kind yes. of hide, be- <laughs> hide behind anonymity. How has that been? And would you would you recommend women get into the social media game as well as, as they're going through the their kind of transition to tech? I would definitely, you know, for the like you were saying, like people hide behind, you know, accounts. And of course, as a, a black woman that's queer, like I, I do get hate and I do get um dis- discouraged sometimes. But then I think about the fact, like, if I stop doing what I do right now, that means that other person has succeeded. And I just I just can't go to sleep at night knowing someone has pushed me away from my dreams. That's number one. Number two is women should, I believe that if you want to network with other people like you, social media has made it so possible. There's a lot of negativity, a lot, but there's also a lot of positivity in finding likeness. There's a positivity in finding someone that's like you. There's a sort of a community, I would say, where you know you enter in and you feel welcome because like I was saying earlier, there is someone like you out there who just haven't met them yet. And and for me, the pros have now outweighed the cons. Growing so large on social media so quickly, I, I didn't expect that. But because of that, I've I've gotten friendships, I've gotten opportunities to work on things. Is I can't deny myself the the privilege social media has given me to have been invited into this community and meet other women in tech. So I think I think my suggestion is is not to ignore the haters because a lot of I know a lot of people do this by saying oh just ignore you know x y and z that I don't agree with that solution because I don't believe it's the answer I do believe that recognizing the problem is the answer and asking the people that are affected the solution asking how can we support them instead of straight up giving advice which is a problem I do see in the tech community Right. Makes sense. Uh, and I mean, again, like it's it's just it kind of sucks that there's that one extra thing that you have to do as a woman in tech where you have to just kind of you're forced to deal with this stuff mm-hmm. as myself. Like, sure, I get a little bit of hate here and there, but it's it's nowhere on the spectrum of what you guys have to deal with, what you gals mm-hmm. have to deal with, obviously. Uh, but regardless, great, great insight there. But with all that being said, like, yes, there is some negatives, there's some challenges and stuff like that, like with everything. What are the advantages? Like, is there anything that you can tell people that like, hey, use this to your advantage because there's got to be some, right? 
I believe uh, being a, a being one of thank you that for that question, because I feel that there are advantages, you know, in helping other women by you yourself as a woman entering this space. I think that can be extremely helpful and extremely encouraging. That's one of the reasons why I decided to be a teacher's assistant, because students seeing other seeing me and seeing someone like them in the space. That's an advantage. You know, I am taking on I'm taking on so much because I believe that we really can change the field. And I believe one another advantage is that um, you bring a, a totally different perspective. And I don't wanna just talk about just being a woman in tech. There's a sense of intersectionality where we, we you think of your identity as more of a, a prism or like a, a spectrum where there's so much that encompasses in it that makes up you. Like there is no one like you in a way as well. And because of that, you are bringing a completely different perspective to the to the table. And that's extremely important. Just a quick word from this episode's sponsors. Mike, it's about time that we talk about this episode's sponsor, CodeCast. CodeCast is for creators and viewers alike. It's a new form of media just for developers. It's designed so that creators can live stream video and code together. Using the player, live stream viewers can watch the caster code and directly interact with that code as it's being written. They can also explore the code base that the caster has shared and even copy entire files or individual lines as needed. There's also a couple helpful optional features in the player called autofollow and diffs. Autofollow makes the viewer's player follow along with the caster as they navigate between their files. And for even more help following along, the diffs feature lets you see what's changed save to save. In addition to the code that's being shared, viewers can simultaneously view the caster's shared media, like a related browser window, maybe a primary monitor, or a command prompt showing the command outputs. If you miss a live stream or want to review the material later, you can do so easily because streams are recorded for easy rewatching and interacting. And on the creator side of things, CodeCast has a unique software called The Studio, where casters can choose a relevant media source like that primary monitor, as I mentioned, and include code bases for sharing. And they can even start streaming right in that software. And best of all, as they work away on their live stream, the studio will automatically track edits to the shared code base with no additional work. And creators will be able to monetize their work through upcoming workshops and series. CodeCast is a community-focused platform that is structured for developers by developers. So don't just listen to me talk about them. Check them out for yourselves with our link, codecast.io slash HTML the things so they know that we sent you. All right, Matt, let's talk about Showcase. Showcase is a developer-focused social network designed to provide you as developers, the tools to network, find opportunities, and monetize your content. And what I want to do today is I want to actually go to my showcase profile and just talk to you about some of the things that kind of stood out to me as being what us developers need in a social network. One of the big things, a tech stack display. So you can actually put any of the technologies that you're working with currently. I've put stuff like Vue.js, JavaScript, Svelte in there. And people that are looking for developers in those technologies can easily go to your profile and find you kind of looking at it like a resume almost more than anything. You can attach your GitHub profile to your to your actual showcase profile. And you can do many other things. For one, one of those things is any post, thread, or blog that you write on showcase, you can actually throw in code snippets directly into it. You don't need to use 
use some sort of third-party code snippet platform like you do with a lot of the other social networks. They have one built in. They display really well, really easy to read and accessible as heck too, which is something that I have trouble with on other platforms. It is a really interesting service. And if you're looking for a place to find like-minded people in the development space, it's a great time to join because right now it's still a closed community and that provides a really good insight into what it's going to be like in the future and allows you to have the input you need to make this a community for you. So again, it was a closed community. So we actually have an exclusive invite code to allow you to join for free into the community. So go to showcase.com. Showcase is spelled with two W's. And when you're signing up, use our invite code join hat. It's join with a capital J and hat is capital H-A-T-T. So all capitalized for hat. Join is with a capital J. Again, it's join hat. Check it out and let us know what you think. And now back to the episode. Absolutely. That's super key, actually. And that's something that I really want to kind of let's dive deep a little bit into that, because the diversity aspect, just having different minds on the team, people from different backgrounds is something that I kind of have started preaching a little bit and starting like dabbling into because as if you have all the same kinds of people around a table, they're going to come up with a very similar solution to a similar problem. But with okay. many, many different minds that have come from many, many different backgrounds, you have the opportunity to like come up with some really crazy, awesome solutions. So it's so like, it's kind of a cheat code almost to bring on people that think differently than you. If you're a manager, like that's, that's something that I want to put out there again. Like it's, it's really important to kind of bring that into perspective because you're not doing anyone a favor. You're doing absolutely yourself a favor by giving others the chance to kind of solve the problems that you're trying to solve. I definitely agree on that. Yeah. So again, like it's, it's super important for people listening to this to kind of wrap their heads around that a little bit. And bringing it back to the women in tech, again, that's a totally different perspective, right? Like you need to have all the different thought processes on the table to get the best solution. So I'm a big fan of like companies right now kind of pushing that forward. I know I'm pretty sure Google is pushing it a little bit and Microsoft and stuff like that. And I'm, I'm going to guarantee you that it'll pay off in tenfold down the line. Um, but with that, uh, what advice would you have for someone getting into tech right now, for a woman getting into tech right now? Like there's obviously many paths to take. It doesn't have, it doesn't have to be cybersecurity. It doesn't have to be web development. Tech is something that could be, you know, it could be IT, any sort of IT infrastructure stuff. Like you could go into, into literally help, help desk all the way from help desk to data analysts and machine learning and stuff like that. But regardless, in general, what advice would you give someone, let's say that they're, right now in high school looking at their path and they have some traditional path and then they have tech. I think the advice is that I would get the advice that I would give actually is um, not to worry too much about uh, your, your, the right path for getting into tech, because as you can see, like all three of us, we, we have, we have similar backgrounds, but different in a way, if that makes sense. We all took different ways to get into tech. And I think that's extremely important. You will, there will be moments where you will stand out. You'll be the only person in the room and it's more than possible to feel alone. But also I want you to understand that when you're in this room, 
feel empowered because you you have something that no one else has in that room. No one else is like you. You like I said earlier, you are bringing a completely different perspective. There are people. There are so many people in the room that are thinking the same, doing the same. And you you come in, and you're like, oh, I have all these different ideas. I don't know if they're gonna like it. That's not what's important. What's important is that innovation has never happened due to people having the same ideas. Uh, creativity is the key to making new products, to being, to standing out in tech. That is what makes a difference. Not ma- being the same and being like a like-minded sheep. So who you are, it, it's valuable to the tech field. And the and also another. Uh, Sorry, <laughs> something else that I would say for women getting into tech is to network, network, network like crazy, because that's in, that's also important because, you know, you need to find community. You can't do this alone. You should find other people like you and, you know, you will find community and that makes you feel safe and that makes you feel like, OK, I can do this because you don't want to do it with no one at your back. You want someone at your back you know, looking out for you, just like you would want to look out for other women. Once you reach, you know, your goals, you might want to go back and help other women. Yeah. Exactly. I was going to, I was going to actually ask, um, you know, what's your favorite part of the tech industry specifically? Cause we've obviously talked about the community aspect. There's a little bit of the influencer stuff with Twitter. And then there's obviously the diversity aspect, this and that, you know, do you have a specific passion for something in tech, like, I don't know, servers or websites or smartphones or something, or, and then you're just doing all this other stuff kind of because you're in the community, or are you more passionate about the community in and around tech and how you're sort of experiencing that? I think my favorite thing about tech is literally education, being able to help other people break into tech. That is something I dream about doing when I retire, which I really don't plan to retire. When I picture retirement, I actually picture myself going back and teaching other people these different things, offering free education. That is something that drives me in the tech community is offering these resources and this free content because I know that it could help other people because I know not everyone can afford college or boot camp. That is something that inspires me and is my favorite thing. Yeah. And honestly, Alex, I don't think you have to wait until you're retired to do that. I feel like that's going to come to you faster than you think. You're probably going to be in the <laughs> industry like two years and all of a sudden you're going to find yourself in a teaching role or in a mentoring role or something in a role where you're going to be able to help people get into the industry because it's all about mindset and you have that mindset 100%. Like anytime I've spoken to you, I can see that your passion is bringing people in and helping people kind of bridge that gap. And again, that's one of the main reasons why I wanted wanted you on this podcast, because I think you're going to be doing that right now. Like you're going to be helping someone, one person, two people. I don't know how many people are going to like take your advice, but you're going to help someone out there and get them across that barrier. And it's something like, it's something as simple as I've never been like in my education career and other stuff. Yes. But in my educational career, I've never been in a situation where I was the only like you know the only one of myself in a room like there was a bunch Mm -hmm. of white white guys in 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 the room with me like that's just the reality (laughs) of it um so i i never had that experience and i i again i can only imagine i can't picture it how difficult that could be 
for someone especially like coming right coming right out of high school in a university setting like that's already an intimidating thought and then having yes. to get in so it's super key to get that perspective from you because again it's it is a it is a battle like what you have to go what you, what you have to do but it's super worth it like what you're saying and all the advice that you've given networking you know uh you know get just just putting yourself out there helping other people that is going to be key, I think, for someone else trying to get in. I definitely agree. I feel that, um, like you were saying, I didn't think about it before. Like, I kind of already do what I'm talking about anyway, <laughs> from like during retirement. But uh, I really, I really do believe in free education and accessible education. I want everyone to have that opportunity, even if you decide you don't want to be in tech or whatever. Um, like you still have had that exposure. And also I wanted to mention one other thing is that uh, people get discouraged women get discouraged from tech, especially I know because a lot of questions I get in my DMS is like, Oh, do you know, do you need to know how to code in order to be in tech? And I wanted to say there are plenty of non tech roles in tech. So don't feel like, you know, you have to be some super genius uh, hacker or something like that to enter tech. That's my word of advice right there. You probably have transferable skills right now that you could apply. What is your what's your dream job then? Because I know you said that you're trying to you know figure out what you want to do and you're you've interned at a couple of places, interning at a place now. And you're saying that you want to do this sort of education project, if you will, in retirement what is it that you're aiming to do during, say, your like active pre-retirement career? Is there something specific that you're aiming for there? Or if you could do your, say, your retirement plan of just teaching, would you do that all the time? Or is there something else kind of drawing your attention? Yes. For now, I want to focus on professional, personal, and personal growth. So my idea is I want to work as an information security analyst or something similar to that and eventually hopefully break into project management because I want to actually do whatever I'm managing a project for beforehand. So that is that is my in-between idea. Now I could change careers like two years later because I'm like that. Like I, I want to try everything. But for right now, I believe I want to enter the field as an information security analyst. Cool. Awesome. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. And like, what would, what would you think would be, what would you think would be like the thing that would make you switch careers? Like how easily, cause I know that a lot of you're saying there's lots of roles in tech. There's lots of, you know, tech roles, not tech roles within the tech field. How, you know, in, in your own personal experience, like what, what is your, what is the thing that would make you switch? Is it, some people are always just like, hey, this person offered me more money. I'll switch roles to this. Is it going to be more passion for you? Like, hey, you know, that sounds like a cool company. That sounds like a cool role. Like, what would be that little switch that you'd be like, yeah, you know what? Like, I, you know, I, I made it to project manager in a few years. I've been working at project manager for a couple of years. I'll go try whatever it is over there, some IT stuff or whatever it is. Like, what would be that thing that makes you make the switch? I think the number one thing is actually having the ability to talk to people. I really like the idea of explaining uh, com complicated concepts to other people. And I like the idea of being the, the bridge between tech and non-tech. So being able to explain like technical things to stakeholders who don't exactly understand that. 
that would be something that intrigues me is being able to still get that conversational value and work with tools. And that would be a super useful skill, as Mike and I both know, trying to explain to someone, please wait while your backup is complete and they're just still trying to change stuff or do whatever to (laughs) interrupt it. Uh, Yeah. uh, Yeah, that would be translating, I guess, jargon to (laughs) non-jargon would be super, super useful. So, yeah, Yeah, I definitely agree. 100 percent. And I'm I'm sure that there's some uh, future CEOs and stuff like that kind of. Uh, jumping at the bit or whatever, whatever that phrase is to try to land something like that, because it's a really difficult position to fill in my, in my experience. But honestly, Alex, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, I just want to kind of pass it off to you right now to plug anything that you're doing, any social media accounts you want people to follow and any, anything that you want to say right now, it's kind of your shameless self plug time. Oh, perfect. Thank you for the opportunity. Right now, you can just follow me on Twitter at Alexandria's Tech. And I also recently started doing YouTube. So I want to talk some more about my career and how I plan to break into my first full-time role, hopefully as an information security analyst. And my YouTube is also Alexandria's Tech. So thank you. That's really easy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. The, the other thing is, is Alex actually has a... Twitch channel, uh, and I'm going to plug this for you oh, because yeah. they play some uh, some awesome Among Us games, and it's a fun time to watch the tech community kind of try to lie to each other right through their teeth. It's hilarious. So again, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'm going to do that. I'm going to put that in the show notes as well. Uh, I can't remember what it's called. Is it also Alexandria's Tech on Twitch? Yes, it is. Super okay. simple for me to remember as well. Easy peasy. Okay. Well, again, thank you very much for coming on. I uh, really appreciate your time, especially right after your one of your meetings. Uh, so yeah, have a, have an awesome day. Thank you so much. And thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. You guys are really freaking awesome. Thank you. (laughs) Well, I hope that you enjoy that interview as much as we did. And we're just going to, this isn't a permanent segment, but we're just going to have a real quick chat about the status of HTML of things. Cause a lot of stuff has changed and a lot of stuff is going on. So Mike, what is uh, what are some updates that you'd like to share? Yeah, absolutely. I think like over the last few weeks, HTML all the things has kind of gone through a little bit of a transition to more of a brand again. And we've launched the site. So if you haven't checked it out, htmallthings.com. I don't think it's in the final stages of where it's going to be. Uh, there's some still some coming soon stuff. But regardless, it's launched. The podcast show notes are can be found there. All the blog posts that we post are found there. We're cross posting still currently on, in a different in a few different places. Uh, but regardless, like if you want to have one place to check about what we're doing, what we're up to, and the podcast, I think htmallthings.com is a great place for that. Um, let us know what you think about it. Obviously, we're still willing to make some changes. We love some feedback from the audience. Uh, you know, message message me on Discord if you're in our Discord server, or message me on Twitter at HTML Everything, and let me know what you think, and let Matt know what you think. Um, but other than that, really, I've been kind of focused on the, the weekly growth goals app again, and there's a lot of stuff I've been talking about that again on Twitter. Lots and lots of twittering, uh, lots of communication with the community. I love, I'm loving the fact that we're kind of being present there and being uh, being kind of like a I feel like more of a part of the community rather than just a person that's just observing it. I think that's the difference right now. So that's been a really good advantage to joining tech Twitter right now for me. 
But yeah, other than that, again, it's just working on a bunch of different projects. Matt and I have a bunch of new things in the works. So you're going to have to stay tuned for that. We're definitely going to be announcing it as we go. But Matt, is there anything else you want to add to our current status? Uh, no, I think that's basically it. Uh, we have some exciting stuff in the pipe. Um, we're l- looking at doing some micro projects. We like I'm just kind of reiterating a lot of what Mike said at this point, but like we have the website, uh, and we're starting to write more and more for that as well. So I mean, some exciting, consistent content is I guess what I'm trying to get at. So if you've uh, you know if you want to check out the site, you know we update it quite a bit every every week at the very least with the podcast and the show notes, and then of course random blog posts, random guides, those type of things, uh, usually relating to web development. Again, web development, web design, and small business, of course. So go check out the website, uh, and uh, we hope you like it. And also, if you have any feedback, like hey, I don't like the look of the site, or hey, you know this and that. You know, keep it constructive, please. But if you have any comments or anything where you're like, hey, you know, this could be improved or, hey, can you actually cover this topic? I'd like you to talk about this. I'd like you to talk about that. I'd like you to write about this. Absolutely. You know, come let us know. And also one quick brief thing as well is that we've uh, also or I've also started doing the odd podcast highlight, which are videos uh, that have uh, the full closed captioning uh, for what the podcast highlights about. It's about little topics that I've picked out of different episodes. There's there, there was a couple in the past. Now I've done two consistently once. I think it's like once once a week, something like that. So there's two of them. It's been out for a couple of weeks at this at the point of this recording. This recording is going to be heard way in the future. So hopefully there'll be a bunch more for you to listen to. But let me know if you like that. Um, if you want the design changed, I know I've been messing around with the design of those audiograms, as we're calling them and as most people call them. Uh, and uh, if you want anything changed in that regard, different distribution channel, whatever. So just, you know, let us know. Please keep it constructive on the socials or you can email us via the via the website and follow the instructions there as well. Uh, but that concludes this episode, uh, packed episode today, like usual. And if you want to keep, uh, if you want to keep this episode of, or keep, keep this, just this episode afloat, if you want to keep our show afloat, please check us out on that Patreon. That's patreon.com slash HTML, all the things. And many thanks to our $3 tier patron, Sean from RabbitWorks JavaScript on youtube.com slash RabbitWorks JavaScript. Garrick from Local Path Computing and Web Design on localpathcomputing.com. And Ryan Gatchel from Blue Black Digital on blueblackdigital.com. Chris from Selfmade Web Designer on selfmadewebdesigner.com. Tim from The Web Hacker on thewebhacker.com. DL Ford from dlford.io. Bib Hashash from Nineblock Media on nineblockmedia.com. Jason from Geek Life Radio via geekliferadio.com. Michael Curie from MC Web Studio via mcwebstudio.ca. Magnus from YesWeb via yesweb.se and Jeff from Twitter via at the Rithic. Feel free to leave a comment or review on the platform that you are listening to this on. And this outro will sign us off. You've been listening to HTML All The Things Podcast. Web development, web design, and small business. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. And we hope you appreciate that we talk to you like human beings. And we hope you had some fun. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit us up on social media. On Facebook, Instagram, and Patreon at HTML All The Things. And on Twitter at HTML Everything. Until next time, this is HTML All The Things, signing off.